Today's review, written by H.S. Christina, titled Learn So Much, Love Shaleen and this podcast. I listen while driving and it always feels like you put together your podcast just for me. Thanks for sharing such helpful information. Hey there, welcome to Build Your Tribe. My name is Shaleen Johnson. And my name is Brock Johnson. With more than 25 years of experience in a variety of businesses, I promise to share with you the ins, the outs, my failures, and successes. And my goal is to share with you these social media money-making strategies to turn your idea into passive income. Every week, my son, Brock, and I will share with you perspectives that will serve you regardless of the stage that you're at in your business. Whether you're a solo entrepreneur looking to grow your brand in social media or you've got dreams for a global brand, Build Your Tribe is here to serve you. All right, Mom, this one's all you. Well, Ken Carey, thank you so much for joining me here today, the author of This Works, best-selling book on marketing. (laughs) Thank you for having that. Yeah, I'm really excited to have you here. We've been friends for a long time, and it's crazy to think about how much what you do for multi-million dollar companies. I mean, you've created billions of dollars in revenue for huge brands, but how much of what it is you do for these huge, big brands is exactly what solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, and even people who are just starting out, they need to go through pretty much the same formula. Mm-hmm. I mean, sometimes we think it's different for big brands, but it's not, is it? It's not. Before we dig into that, I just want to say say thank you. We were just reminiscing on how far we go back, and I just enjoy every minute with you and Brett and the team, so I'm just honored. Thank you. Well, thank you. I've loved working with you, and I never anticipated that things would be like so full circle and we'd be working together. No kidding, right? You know, almost 20 years later. Is that crazy? It's totally full circle. It is crazy. It just looks different from the outside, (laughs) but it's totally full circle. We all look different from the outside for 20 years. And you know, right I now. just had some flashbacks to times. I really like you, Ken, a lot, but I just had some flashbacks to some moments when I didn't like you. Oh, yeah. Like when you were making me do a thousand air jacks, like after I'd already filmed for eight hours. I'm like, I can't do another air jack. I'll do one, you. And you'd be so nice. You'd be like, oh, that's great. Just one more. <laughs> like, yeah. I shoot this guy. That's what with you that. said 50 weeks ago. Nice big smile. <laughs> so, you know, you've got this 12 step process that you, I mean, brands pay you boatloads of money mm-hmm. to help them walk through this process. It's also the same 12 steps that you outline in the book. Right. So, walk me through what you think is the first step that people miss and they maybe they move on to steps three four five and, and maybe they've done some of those later steps but it's not going to work because they haven't done those early steps and i'd say that you're absolutely right that the same principles and marketing methods that we use for a startup to a multi-billion dollar corporation it really doesn't matter you have to really kind of back up and say what am i trying to do what do I want to do? Do I want to sell my course? Do I want to sell web? I make websites for people. Do I want to sell this t-shirt? Do I want to sell a hundred dollar coffee maker like Keurig? What, what is it that I want to do? So you, got, you have to figure that out first. Okay. okay. So that feels like it's obvious, but it's well, not always obvious. It's is not it? always obvious because let's, let's take, for example, let's say Keurig, uh, right? You would think that Keurig a billion dollar corporation wants to sell coffee makers. Right. They don't want to sell coffee makers. 
they want to sell the pods because the mothership company is called Green Mountain Coffee mm. and they make all the pods. And what is a pod? That is legal crack. They happen mm. to call coffee, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you buy these and you put them in the machine and you're like, oh, this great Keurig machine makes it super simple. They'll give you the machine as long as they can lock you into a subscription to buy their pods because that's where their money is. So when they come to us, you would think they want to sell these coffee makers. No, no. They want to sell the experience of how this coffee maker makes your life easy but they really want to sell you the coffee right. and then get you there. Or somebody who has, let's say, a fitness program. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm sure you're familiar with it yourself, but yeah, yeah, yeah. are you familiar with Tracy Anderson? Yes. Okay. So Tracy, we're actually talking to her again, working on another program. So you think that Tracy's trying to sell a workout program. Yeah, I mean, she wants to do that, and she has a unique selling proposition. We'll get into that in a second. But she really wants to get you into her streaming subscription service. That's what Got she it. wants the to membership. do. The membership. So there is, we call kind of a lost leader at the top of the funnel. Is that the right yes. term? Okay, for sure. That? Okay, yeah. so the top of the funnel. We just want to fill as many people on the top of the funnel. And we know as a company, if we're going to deliver value and a great product and a great service, we're going to have less breakage, right? Mm -hmm. Which is people opting out. Right. So if you can have less breakage, fill in more people at the top, you can see how the foundation grows. Mm -hmm. And that becomes a really, really profitable business. And as long as you serve them and you give them great products and you give them great service and you offer new products that they want, not what you want as a company, what right. they want, right. then you have a real long profitable, sustainable business. So Both those examples that you mentioned, and I think about even with our startup, the one through one method, if, you know, and I'm probably overgeneralizing this, but it seems that one really simple way of looking at it is where's the long-term profit? Where's the yeah. lifetime value of this customer? And to focus maybe on that instead of the, here's the thing that I'm yeah. selling. Yeah. The thing is, Thing is not the thing. Yeah. <laughs> the thing is not the thing. It's too hard. It is, you can sell a lot of things, but can I just trans how I use that concept yeah. today with our big clients is like, so there's this disruption going on in the world. I don't think we need to tell anybody that people understand that retail is having these challenges mm. and Amazon and Walmart aren't messing around. They are right? not. They're not messing around. They're outspending each other. And one of these guys is going to win. Okay. So what does that do for you? If you're the company that makes that thing, okay, you spent the last 50 years selling your thing to Target, to Walmart, to this, right? And then now in the last eight years, this online marketplace calls Amazon, I'm going to sell my thing there, right? The problem with that is you're in the constant thing making business and they own your first tier data. That's right which is scary, scary. Yeah. So now what's happening is these online marketplaces like Amazon. Did you know that Walmart became the number one seller of clothing in, in America no. this month? No. They wow. sell the most clothing wow. in America. Wow. So that was a huge shift. I don't think I own any attention. Walmart clothing. <laughs> <laughs> you may, uh, I may. Um, but, but 
So that that's that's a huge doing that because they're doing it on they're doing it brick and mortar and they're doing it online. Okay. Right? So so my point to that is that so these online businesses are creating their own brands. Okay. So when you go into Target, okay. You go in and you want to buy something that for your home, mm-hmm. and you see this great product called Threshold. Mm-hmm. That's Target's brand. Mm. So, what if you are Simmons, or what if you are a brand that sells? They're going to make a good product. They're going to make it a lot less, yeah, and they're going to have a lot more profit, yeah. So, once they start making by more, they, you mean the Amazons, the, the Walmart, the Targets, the, targets. the WalMarts. Yes. They're going to make a lot more yeah. money, and sooner or later. It's just a shelf space discussion. Sooner or later, you're just going to get... Yeah, I mean, you're really kind of waking me up right now. I had never thought about this because I listened to an interview with Tom Bilyeu, Mm -hmm. the gentleman who was the founder of Quest. Mm -hmm. And what I thought was really profound is someone asked him, what would you do differently if today you were launching Quest? And he Mm -hmm. said, instead of spending so much money on our website, etc., I would have focused on Amazon. And I came into the office the next day. I'm like, okay, everybody, we've got to focus on Amazon. You yeah. know, our push journals, our water bottles, the things that we market from our own websites. Let's focus our efforts on Amazon. But really what you've just said is you do that and you've lost the customer journey. Absolutely. And that's detrimental. That's prophetic. I it's mean, that's- terrible. Now, it, for some companies, having that channel is fantastic. They sure. need to have it because it's, it's like... The money's too good, right? Yeah. But there's a point where this is, I want to get back to your original question because I want to make sure we're getting no, information for your, your audience. But so here's how wacky it gets. Their data tools are so amazing that they look up and they go, I'll give you an example. There's this puffer jacket that's selling like crazy. It's a $150 puffer jacket. Mm-hmm. This is really Man, they're doing $20, $30 million a year. Mm-hmm. So their data scientists go, well, look at this. Look at this. I know what their customers want. I know what they're spending. And this company doesn't, which happens to be called Patagonia. Yeah. So Amazon takes all this data and says, well, why don't we just go make our own puffer jacket yeah. and make it under Amazon Basics, Yes. sell it for forty nine ninety five, which is a good product. Yeah. But people who aren't brand loyal, they're like, well, that's a great product. And guess what? Patagonia's puffer jacket business on Amazon is dead in a week. Wow. So what do we do with that? Well, I mean, what, you go what? direct to consumer. Okay. You brand and you sell all on right, Amazon. Right. You brand and you sell at retail, but you brand and sell your own customers to have them do business with you because now... It's a multi-channel approach. Totally, totally. For big companies, they have to do that. But Don't small companies have to as well? Yes, but they can't outspend the big companies. Mm. So it's an attrition issue when you're a smaller company because Amazon could just flip it on the next day and say, you're out. Well, one thing that we've been doing, you know, so we offer a lot of our products on Amazon. But the way we entice our customers, because let's face it, you and I both know this, sometimes there's a product that you want, you know the brand that you want it from, Mm -hmm. but it's so easy to just go on Amazon and add it to cart and click Prime and 
and not have to do a separate checkout process. Like they've made it so easy, it's addictive. It's like how I lull myself to sleep at night. (laughs) It's the ultimate, I call it the ultimate friction-free purchase. It's just friction-free, right? And we can't compete with that. No. However, the way that we do is by offering deeper discounts, add-ons, and things that are, you know, unique to our customer, where it really feels like a different experience than the Amazon box showing up. And that's what we're, we're trying to still do both. And if I'm hearing you correctly, that's a wise strategy. Very wise, very wise. Because you have a brand and people purchased your product on Amazon because of you and your brand, okay? So if they had to find you, you're not hard to find, right? I just Google you and we know who you are. And if I can get a better deal from you, which is where you want them because they had a good, so what if they had a good experience on Amazon? Great. They're going to find you in their ecosystem somewhere. And now you can have that relationship because Amazon's not sharing that data with you. Yeah. So you as an individual, as a company or a big brand, you have to have that relationship with the customer because eventually we don't know what's going to happen. There's only so much retail space. It's real estate. Yeah. There's only so much, okay? And the marketplace, those quote-unquote online shelves are actually getting smaller and smaller because Amazon is saying, I don't even want to do business with people who aren't doing $10 million or more. Mm. So they're moving them out. So if you're not doing that, where do you go? Yeah. What happens? So I talk about building a profitable, sustainable future to these big companies. I go, if you can't be on your own two feet, and aren't you know in a situation where you have to sell online or you have to sell to Target and all that kind of stuff, the better off you're going to be. Because sooner or later, that is going to break and you're mm. going to be the shrapnel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's happening. It's not going to happen. It's, it's not looking like it's going to. It's happening. Yeah. So building your own direct-to-consumer channel or having a relationship with your customer doesn't matter if you're a billion dollar corporation or you're Shalene Johnson or you're Susie Smith who has wonderful, beautiful t-shirts or website services or something like that. It doesn't matter. As long as you have that relationship and you can continue to serve them with good products and service, they're going to continue to do business with you Mm -hmm. until you mess it up. Right. But there's so many people who are listening right now who they're trying to market themselves like everyone else in their industry. Mm -hmm. They're looking at their websites. They're looking at their copy. They're looking at their email swipe. They're patterning themselves off of maybe the most successful person in their industry or someone who offers what they offer. And, you know, brands come to you Mm -hmm. and and individuals come to you and say, Mm -hmm. okay, listen, you know, there's a a million vacuum cleaners. There's a million security cameras. We want to be the best. We want to dominate in our industry. How do you help them do that when there's so much competition? So that question opens up because an answer that has everything to do with your audience and the biggest companies in the world. It's called you know, a USP, you and I both know what that is, it's unique selling proposition. What is it that you offer specifically, let's just say I'm a small entrepreneur or solopreneur, okay? What is it that I'm going to offer that is going to differentiate me from everybody else who's doing the same thing in my business? Okay. You have to really do some soul searching there. And is figure- it one thing usually? 
Because I know in your book, you talk about how important it is to keep your message simple. simple. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, like when I think about what most entrepreneurs do, or if I were to ask them this question, they would say, well, this is what's unique about me and this and this and this and this. Should we really focus on one thing? I would say as a headline, yes. Okay. And as subheadlines, talk about okay. all the other things that you're really good about. Okay. So what you said about keeping it simple, there's like in our intelligence, our you know, accumulated intelligence, and which is you're challenging me, my head's going a million miles an hour to figure <laughs> out what this is. I love it because I'm the one that's usually telling people and Shalene's putting me up against the wall. I love it. So when you think about all the things you have to do when you're creating a commercial. Okay. And really, what are we all doing? We're trying to get customers, right? Yeah. We're every trying time to sell you, our every stuff. Every time you go on Instagram, you're creating a commercial. Right. Right. And you're trying to turn a prospect, somebody who you don't even know, mm-hmm. to pay attention to you so you can make them a customer. It's right. basic. It's basic, basic, basic. But we get in our own way and make it more difficult than it needs to be. So Back to your point about creating a unique selling proposition as your headline mm-hmm. and then all the other things that makes you better or simple or mm-hmm, whatever. Mm-hmm. So interesting enough, I got a phone call today from a gentleman who has a chiropractic business in New York City. Okay. Lots think, of people, think, lots of You think there's a lot of chiropractors yeah, in New York City? And his name was Noam. And I said, Noam. Okay, so let me let me guess here. You want to create a message that's going to get people come to see you, so you're not a race to the bottom for the forty nine ninety nine you know adjustment. Okay, you want to create a valuable customer that wants to keep coming back to you, so you have lifetime value with that customer. He said, mm-hmm. "Yeah, that's exactly what I want to do." I, I I kind of figured that, and I said, "So, what makes you great?" And he goes, "Gosh." I didn't ever ask myself that question. Mm. I said, okay, well, you need to answer that question. I probed at him a little bit. I said, so tell me a little bit about your business. He said, well, I actually have a lot of chiropractors that work under me, and I have this wellness center, and I go, wait, stop. That's what you are. That's what you have. We need to create this message about people coming to you for I actually said, listen, we're not going to use wellness because everybody uses that. We'll come up with something else. But what you have is a place that people can get chiropractic service. They can get a massage. They can get a detox. They can get a cold ice, whatever, Cairo things. You've created this little you know, island in the middle of Manhattan that is where people need to go to. He goes, yeah. So that's what makes you different. That's how you're different. We just need to create that that headline mm-hmm. and give it a name. And I go, how many other people, chiropractors in New York City are doing it? He goes, no, we got the rights to this. and Exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what we need to sell. And he goes, oh, I never looked at it that way. So here's a guy who has his own practice and he has this entity of all these other things. But we figured out very, very quickly that he has this destination that people can go to that if you need an adjustment, if you need a massage, if you need to stretch, if you need chirotherapy, if you need detox, we can handle it all, which creates a long-term lifetime Customer, value yeah, yeah, because I want to keep coming back to you. So 
We haven't gone through the nuts and bolts of it yet, Shalene, but that was his unique selling proposition. When we worked together on Turbo Jam, mm-hmm. that was the first time I was ever really aware of this process. And you really forced me to lay it all out. And I, I remember sitting down with you and talking about what I believed made the Turbo Jam class so special. And mm-hmm. I really believed it was music. Mm-hmm. And I could tell that that was not the right answer, even though that was my answer. You're like, okay, and what else? Eh. You're right. And I'm like, well, also you you work your core out. You don't have to lay down the floor and do abs. You're really getting this incredible core workout because all the moves work your abs. And you're like, okay. And you wrote that down and music and that it's this experience and it feels like a party. Okay. And you wrote that down. And I went through all these things and they were all a piece Mm-hmm. They were conveyed in the infomercial that you put together for us. Mm-hmm. But you also kept coming back to like what was going to excite the customer. What's as that secret sauce. Yeah, what was that secret sauce? Which I didn't even, I was too yeah. close to it to see it myself. Mm-hmm. And you said these moves that you do that work your abs while you're standing, like show them to me. And so I stood up and showed them to you. And, and eventually you ended up calling those our elite 11, 11. moves. Yeah. And that became kind of like what made the program unique. We still made music part of it. You got, that was kind of conveyed as an yeah. undertone in, in the yeah. infomercial. We mm-hmm. talked about the feeling and feeling like a party. Mm-hmm. That was conveyed by the way you told the story. Mm-hmm. But the infomercial, which by the way, was a number one hit. Mm-hmm. It was huge for months and months and months when it launched. I mean, really, I, I owe so much of my success to that program just taking off Mm -hmm. but so much of that taking off was because the infomercial didn't focus on me right it wasn't focused on the music it was focused on what made this a unique program that solved someone's problems right and we were trying to address her problem was time and i want flat abs right so and that was really interesting to me because i wasn't trying to solve that problem for myself when i created turbo jam i just wanted to have fun while i was working out right but you're modest because your connection to the consumer is very few people have that which is what i loved because like wow look what i have to work with (laughs) shaleen this is great but you we're able to put together a program with great music and great moves and make it a party. It's like, you know what? If I'm going to kick my own ass, I'm going to have fun doing it. Yeah, right? Yeah. And that's what you brought to the party. And we just said, okay, you do these Elite 11 moves and you have fun with Shaleen, you're going to get results. Don't simplify the message. Mm. Do these Elite 11 moves. Mm. Let's have some fun. Mm. Great results. Yeah, see, you you make it so simple. And I think sometimes we're so embedded in our own thing. It's hard to make it simple because we know our thing, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. solves all these different problems. I could have never said it so succinctly because I want to tell you all the other Mm -hmm. things. So how is it, the person who's listening at home, how how can they go through, because you know, I think most anyone can say, well, this makes me unique and this makes me unique. But how do we identify the thing that is most attractive to our customer? So this is, it's a great question and it's pretty simple. Oh, good. So, and it actually leads into another thing that you and I talked about what we want to get into. So I want to talk to as many people that I'm doing business with. Okay. So whether I'm doing it for free or I'm actually charging somebody, 
take a survey. Mm. Yes. Take a survey and say, what do you like about what I do? Yes. Don't try to figure it out. Let them tell you. Oh, that's so true. So you get that. And guess what? The cream is going to rise to the top. You're going to hear something over and over and over again. And that's where you have to have the humility to say, that's me. Mm. Because that's what they see and that's what they love about you and what you do, your service, whatever it is, you know, just put your ego aside and go, okay, now how could I own that? And then now, now that I know what that is, like, okay, I'm going to own this. Mm. Let me give you an example. I spoke at a physical therapy convention two years ago. Mm -hmm. And we were talking about USP and testimonials. I was helping Greg, Greg Todd. Oh, yeah. Remember Greg? Yes, absolutely. Marketing so, who impact I met academies. Through you, graduate. Grad, yeah. yeah killing it. Killing it. <laughs> and loves you. So he and I have been friends and, and we help each other out and just a super dude. But anyway, so I was talking to the people, the physical therapists at the, at the event and I go, so what do you do, Chalene? And you go, well, you know, I, I was in track in college and I went to PT school and I really know the body from a track perspective. I know how to work on quadriceps and hamstrings and calves. And I really understand that because I'm an athlete. And I go, then that's what you should do. You should be the PT for that athlete. And do you do it for the female athlete if you want to. Get really, really niche. Mm. If you're really niche and you're really good, the money will come. <laughs> yeah. So the riches are in the niches. <laughs> <laughs> so that was an example of her talking to the people that she treats to say, I had this calf thing or I had this, you know, quadricep thing. I mean, your daughter ran track, yeah, right? Your son yeah. played football. Yeah. They, they know, you know how those, yeah. your son played professional football and you're an athlete yourself. So, I mean, your husband played professional football and you're an athlete yourself. Thank you. Know, you. You, know how, <laughs> you know how that goes. But if somebody can say, I've run track in college and I know what it's like to have that hamstring pull. Matter of fact, this, this hamstring pull is this and that and it's super simple. I'm like, I want you to take care of me. Mm. So understanding that people who she asked why they came to her was because you understood my body. You understood the anatomy of what I do. Mm -hmm. So she became the athletic physical mm -hmm. therapist. Ask your tribe and then also be willing to listen versus looking for the answer that you want, right? Sometimes we lead the witness. We recently were trying to yeah. do this, which we regularly, and it's one of the things that we teach inside mm -hmm. the Marketing Impact Academy that I attribute to learning from working on infomercials because yeah. you would have these huge companies that would pay, you know, tens of thousands of dollars to put together a focus group. Mm -hmm. You know, a focus group of 20 people. If you've got 20 followers, <laughs> you've got a focus group. Exactly. Right? Didn't cost you anything. That's right. You just put up a poll. Thank you, Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And so we did that when we were launching my book. Mm -hmm. And so I Push gave or, the, uh, oh, what, the one through one method. Okay, one through one. And what's interesting is I, I was definitely leading the witness. I gave them some names that I liked yeah. and said, choose between these two. And people Ooh. were choosing between the two, but I kept getting the messages, well, why aren't you just calling it one through one method? 
And that's because I didn't want to call it one through one method. But they were telling me you need to call it one through one method. And eventually the we end up. The cream rose to the top. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> so it's a wonderful reminder yeah. that you don't have to try to figure these things out yourself. But you must set your ego aside and listen. Right. Even if it's not what you want to hear. Exactly. And that would be amazing value to the people listening to this because your customers, your friends, your people. And keep family out of it. Yes. Try. Yeah. Keep, they love you. They want to help you. But right. by helping you, they hurt you sometimes. Not yeah. in every case. But ask these people and do a little Facebook thing or do a little Instagram poll or just go to church and say, What makes what, me what, what, make, what do you like about me? You're going to hear... Why have you chosen me? So could we suggest, and I love to give people a challenge. What I challenge you to do is to go to your own Instagram story and ask your followers. Yes. Just ask them and use a little question card and ask them, what is it that makes me special or why is it you buy my product? What is it that makes it unique? What is it that you love the most about what we do? Right. Yep. And I think that's a great place to start. Yeah. And you've just saved about $30,000. <laughs> I love it. You're welcome. <laughs> right? That's wonderful. You know, the other thing that I say has had such a profound effect on our business and has trickled down to help my students because I've shared what I've learned from working with you and mm-hmm. in the infomercial industry is watching how you craft testimonials and learning that formula from mm-hmm. you. I mean, we hired you to do testimonials for the Marketing Impact Academy and it, mm-hmm. that was our most successful year. And we didn't have to sell. Mm-hmm. We literally allowed people to understand if it was right for them or not without me having to explain it with our, right. our customers sharing their own journey. Yeah. Testimonials are so incredibly powerful because they're not... I think we think of a testimonial as something that we see that's cheesy on TV, right. that there's an actor's play. But really what a testimonial is, is someone sharing their story. It's sharing their story, their authentic story. And back to the point about asking people what they like about your product or service, you say, would you mind telling me that on camera? Do you mind if we just do that and I can whip out my little iPhone and you tell me then they go, they'll say yes. They'll say that. So first of all, they'll say, no, I, I, don't, I don't look good on camera. I don't do this. And you go, yes, you do. You're fantastic. You're beautiful. And then they'll get there. But that's a great way to get testimonials. And you're getting a twofer. How so? Your twofer is you're finding out what's unique about you and you're getting a testimonial at the same time. Mm. So that's 60000 Maybe no. a threefer because <laughs> yeah. you're also giving that person an opportunity to shine. Like when we, oh, like yeah. for example, I think about Greg Todd, you know, sharing his testimonial is my way of putting a spotlight on his business and his success and showing people not only what's possible, but how great this person is. Right, right. But that's... Absolutely, but that's in your DNA because that's what you want to do. You want to share it out there. So it's a great branding move. It's a fantastic branding move, so I love that. So how do I frame it up? Yeah, So so let's say I want to, you know, you've just finished flying around the world Mm -hmm. creating testimonials for one of our friends, Mm -hmm. and you're filming them live and in person. You're so good at asking those questions Mm -hmm. and making people feel really comfortable. I've sat across the table from I can't tell you how many people who do what you do ask the questions. And I just did it recently. 
where they're saying, okay, I'd like a testimony from you. And they ask me a few questions and it's being recorded on camera. Mm-hmm. There's a science to that or a gift or a, a learned methodology that makes the other person who's answering those questions feel really comfortable. And I don't even know if you know what you do. Do you know what you do? I have no idea what I do. <laughs> Thank you. Well, can I tell you what yeah. people, the mistake that people make is when they've asked me the question, I'm answering, the camera's recording me, and the person who just answered they're the question off, off is not, they're writing notes, they're not giving me any facial expression, or their facial expression is stoic. Mm-hmm. And so my mind is saying, I'm saying what I'm saying, but is this the right thing to say? Is this, why are they writing notes? How come there's no reaction? Like when you ask a question, you lean in and you actually respond in a way that makes me want to give you more Mm -hmm. and that I can tell you're listening. Mm -hmm. And I've really done this, I can't tell you, with like the biggest infomercial companies and they don't know how to do that. Like that really makes such a difference in the type of testimonial, the story, the emotion, the realness, the authenticity, the mm-hmm. authenticity yeah. that you get. Because, you know, what's a story if you can't feel what this person is going through, right? If you go to a movie and you don't feel what this actor, you it makes you feel something like, mm-hmm. I could have just done that anywhere. So a good testimonial is a great story that you feel for that person. Mm. And that's all wonderful, but you have to lay some groundwork. Okay. This is really, really important. So just like you wouldn't want somebody to get into one of your advanced turbo jam classes that hasn't worked out in three years, right? right. You're like, let's they're gonna walk. They're going to fail. Yeah. Cro- yeah, they're going to walk across. So I always call, you know, laying the foundation, lay- doing the work. And because if you do good foundation work, your testimonial is going to be amazing. Okay. If you don't do any f- testimonial work and I just like, boom, hey, tell me your story. It's like... Well, I have no context to it. I don't even know why Where you you're asking me. Where do you want to go? Yeah. So it's very harsh. The first thing I suggest is that you have an idea of the people you want to ask, or you've already asked them about what they like about you. And so you've already started that conversation. And then after you've asked them what they like about you or and they're very testimonial go right to them turn the conversation to them so why did you say that Mm. why did you do that so people will want to tell you things Mm. if you're interested if you show interest in them okay okay you can do that at the very very beginning you're laying down foundation like we just got back literally a week ago two days ago from Kenya. <laughs> okay. So, and I interviewed these people all over the world. So I said, the only way I'm going to do this is we're not going to just jump on the plane next week. I need to have a Skype conversation with them. Mm. They need to understand what I'm trying to accomplish. And then what I'm, I need to make it clear to your point. What I'm trying to accomplish is you to shine. Mm. That's why I'm here, right? We're going to work together, but I want you to shine. That changes the conversation immediately Mm. because people want to talk about themselves. They don't want to say it, but they do want to talk about themselves, not in a conceited way. In the back of their mind, they want to pay it forward. They want to share. They want to. Exactly. And if you can get them to understand, listen, I'm just here to tell your story, to see you shine because you want to help other people, right? Now that conversations, now we're talking about their kids and where they grew up. Immediately, you're t- they've just opened up. Do you have 
a methodology? Like, do you start rolling the cameras during those early conversations where you're trying to get people to relax? Usually the person that I'm working with, like James right here, who's videotaping this, he and I have this little non-verbal communication uh-huh. of when we walk into the room, he's rolling. Okay. Because people's guards are down. Yeah. But absolutely, I get it rolling and I, I try not to get into this, okay, action this, ready right. to go. Because people that makes like, you, yeah. lock up and they're like, I see oh, the red light record and they're like, I don't do this. Camera <laughs> exactly. persona. It's gone. Yeah. You'll never get them back. So yes. Give me some it. tips to help people relax on camera. For the person giving the testimonial? Yeah. Okay. I would say that I'm going to turn it a little bit. Okay. So if I'm asking you for a testimonial, the way that I'm going to get you to relax, I believe it works for me. You know, just a little chit chat. We'll talk about nothing. You okay. Know, this, that, and the next thing. And then I'll ask you a question. So, you know, where are you going here? Oh, we're going out of town. Oh, really? And I'll stop talking. And make them talk. Make them talk. There's an uncomfortable silence that happens that they feel, people feel like they want to talk. Once they get talking, they get comfortable. And then you just segue into a question because you know you've planned what you want to get out of that testimonial. Yeah, That's part of that foundation. Okay. I want to get this, this, and this. So you plan that in advance. In advance, you as the creator, you're going to sit down and go, okay, what I'd like to get out of this testimonial is. Correct. And do I assume that one of the things you want to get out of it is, if nothing else, their transition, like their story, like from this to that. Oftentimes, you can use a testimonial to overcome an objection. Absolutely. So how Absolutely. do I how do I how do I work that question into my conversation? So like if I know the number one objection I have for Marketing Impact Academy, and this is a true story, is people will say to me, I so want to do it, but my business isn't making money yet, I can't afford to. Right. And in my mind I think you well, that's, you can't afford not to. Right. That's why. That's your, that, Nobody joins Marketing Impact Academy when their business is killing it. Right. So for that um, yep. question specifically, is that you would ask people that have done Marketing Impact Academy and say, so there's a lot of people that are probably listening to mm. this and they don't have the money or they don't think they need this or they don't, they're not making any money what do you say to that person? Mm. Every person you interview will have a different answer. Nice. Which is good because you never know what lever you have to pull. You don't know if Susie's problem is money. You don't know if James's problem is time. You don't know. So everyone's okay. going to give you a different answer so you can make sure you handle it all. So you ask other people, you know, what would you say to people who think they don't have the money they or don't have the time or their business isn't making money yet? And then they're going to give you their answer. Beautiful. Whatever it's going to be. But the other thing I like to address when a specific question like that, and I'll say, so, you know, Marketing Impact Academy is, it's not cheap, but has it made a difference in your life? People say, yeah. And I go, well, would you look at it as a cost or would you look at it as an investment? Boom. People say it's an investment. You don't have to explain investment. Yeah. Too much. Right. Right? So is it worth investing in yourself to build something for your family and, w- and what it is that you want to do? Oh, yeah. 
yeah, it is. That's kind of why I'm doing it. I want to make some money. I want to be, I don't want to have to work for somebody else. I want to be home with my kids. I want, that's an investment. So, okay. Yeah. So those are two things that I try to get into because if you get into the nuts and bolts, which would quote unquote, make it complicated, you mm-hmm. want to keep it simple. Mm-hmm. You ask them, is it a cost or an investment? Or what would you say to somebody who is thinking it may be too much? Mm. You'll get so many different answers. And you and I went through that with when I talked to your Marketing Impact Academy students, they all had different answers for that. Yeah. And part of that foundational thing that we did, and I kind of laid out, but you knew already kind of where I was going with this, but I knew that from your direction, like, okay, people, they don't have the time or they don't think they have the time. It may cost a little bit of money. There's other choices. I can't remember exactly what those pillars of mm-hmm. questions that we want to have answered. Because when we were talking about, when you and I, Brett, were talking about, it, I was saying, like, let's take those little issues and put them in little pods to address it. And then you masterly put it together. Because I mean, you know, people who don't think they have the time, well, instead of me telling you, listen to do, do, do. Yeah. And you had five or six people talking about time. Yeah. By that time, like, you don't have any excuse. So know exactly what you want to accomplish okay and you only you can figure out what that is what you want to do you know know your objections you know what your objections are know you want to have that accomplished so once you start that little chit chat the best way i've found to start a testimonial is to say so shaleen when you were thinking about building this new diet program what was going on in your life what was the challenge you were having? Why? And that's the starter. That gets right to the problem. Mm, cutting so, to the chase. Cut to the chase. And, and part of what I talk about in when you're building a, a message is, what's the consumer's problem they're having? And how are you going to solve it? So if I ask you what your problem was, you're going to say, well, oh, that's a good question. The problem was I didn't know how to reach people with a a diet wellness program that was just super simple because they complicate things. Mm -hmm. And I wanted to get to these people. That was my problem. So I had to figure out how to do that. And so that would be your instance. But I remember some of the people we interviewed for Marketing Impact Academy, their problems were like, wow, I just, I don't know how to put together. I'm, I, I, I'm just lost. I don't know where to start. I, mm-hmm. This sounds good. I don't know where to start. I don't know where to start when it comes to I don't know where to online start. business. Yeah, exactly. I don't know where to start. So I don't have a following. I, I don't have any money. I don't have a budget for Facebook ads. Yeah. Yeah. So what do you do about that? So they say, well, Shaleen, I came across Shaleen's program and she hit on those issues, the pain points that I had. So I purchased it and then I executed on what she said so that was their pain point everybody has their own pain point but so gotta get that problem out first yeah and to me that opens up the floodgates for every question that you want to go after that because you always want to get that out of the person you want to get what their issue was and then how did my product or service solve it those are the two takeaways if you if you do not walk away with those two you Mm, failed mm, (laughs) mm. you have to get the why did I do it? And how did this product or service help me? Get those two. And if you get those two, it really doesn't even matter in what order you get them because you're going to edit it yeah, down it anyways, right? So yeah. let people ramble? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But that's part of making them feel comfortable. That's right. Right? So if you're talking and I'm taking notes and you're like, 
what am I doing here? Why, why is this person not going? Painted, but if I'm yeah. having this conversation, I let you ramble. Let it, let him, let you get it out. It's a card on a yeah. phone. Yeah, so what? yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> a great point. Costing you any time or money, and and it's courteous. Today, there's so much opportunity to create testimonials that are not highly produced, right? That you filmed from your iPhone, and they look raw, they look real, they're compelling. Mm-hmm. I, I love selfie style testimonials. It's like my favorite thing right now because I know someone just cracked open their phone and they've recorded it. There's no one likely there coaching them. Right. Nonetheless, that does require giving people some framework. An outline. If you're, yeah, like an outline. So, yeah. okay, so let's help people who are listening who are like, you know what, I could email my fans, my, my mm-hmm. lifers, if you will, my top customers, yep. maybe not even customers, maybe maybe what you've been doing is helping people with this service, this business that you want to launch, you've been doing it for free, mm-hmm. and now you want you want to launch this as a, a real business, right. and you can collect testimonials from people that you've helped even though you haven't charged, right? right. right. So if I want to send them that email right. and give them an outline, what would you tell people knowing that as what you've just said is like, just get a lot of footage yep. and you can edit it down as long yeah. as you're looking for those people's what yeah. was the problem and how did this or how did I help you solve it, right? So how much direction do I need to give people? So I'm going to back up one sec. The most important thing you can do in this email, I don't care what the questions are, is thank you. Mm. Just th- thank you. Thank you for... I'm so excited that you're willing to do this. I, I really appreciate that. I'm telling you, that goes distances. Yeah. You know, so thank them, make them feel special first and foremost. I'm just like, it's like a date, right? You're yep. like, yeah, you want to go to my house or do you want to like, let's go, on, <laughs> let's go on a few dinner dates first, right? Right, right. So be courteous, thank you. And then once they get there, like, oh, this person's kind of nice. Okay, good. Then I'd say... The first question that you want to get in your this little foundation is, tell me about what was going on in your life that attracted you to my product or service. What were you feeling that when you saw this, oh my gosh, that sounds great. Okay, that's the first thing. Because what you're going to get out of there is their pain point, what their problem mm. was, okay? And then your next question is going to be, okay, so what specifically mm. was it that got your attention a that you got my attention. what specifically was it because i can do this i can teach you how to do a website in five minutes was it the five minute thing that got your attention because your pain point was time so what specifically was it now that you've purchased it and you've done it how did my product or service help you let's get specific did it help you with time did it help you do something that was, and I'm, I'm on this website thing because you kind of threw it out there, mm-hmm. but did I uncomplicate it for you? Was uncomplicating it the answer? Was it the fact that, like Brock, I don't even know how to do a hashtag. What is a, you know, did you answer the question about what a hashtag was? And is there the power in the hashtag that I don't even know about? Absolutely, mm-hmm. there's power in the hashtag. So what is it specifically? So what's your pain point? What was going on in your life? What specifically did you like about what I brought to you? And then how did that solve your problem? Mm. How did my product or service solve your problem? Yes. Then you're going to say, so 
you solved your problem. What did that mean to your life? Mm, what did that mean to your life? What did that mean to your life? That's huge. And because you're going to get answers emotion. all over, and emotion, you're going to get yeah. answers all over the place. That's usually when people crack. Yeah. If you're in a situation where people, is that important? Does that help? Mm-hmm. Tell me about emotion when it comes to getting people to take action. So there's emotion many ways. Emotion's excitement. Mm. Emotion is sadness. Emotion is overwhelming with like joy gratitude or, or yeah, joy gratitude. or whatever. Again, you don't know who you're talking to. So True. people might react to that more than this and that and the next thing. So that's when somebody, when someone's spilling their heart out to you, you need to stop talking. Mm. Stop talking and do what you're doing right there and nod. Really? Tell me about that. Mm. And then the important thing there is cadence. What do you mean? I just slowed down the conversation. Mm. Right? I just slowed it down. What does that do? I mean, I can it feel get, it. Yeah. It, it gets, now we're getting serious. Now I have to think about what I'm saying. And now he's really paying attention to me. Okay. And that's what someone wants for them to pay attention to you. So you slow down the cadence and then you say, wow, I never looked at it that way. That's really interesting. And if you can pull something out of your brain that say, I know what that's like. I, I did that. So now you're being vulnerable to them. So it's a testimonial is not just ask, ask, ask. It's ask, 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 give. Mm, right? That's really great. Yeah. Ask, 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 give. Because they're like, oh, God. Well, I have to just tell you this. I've never, I can't once say that I've ever been asked questions on camera for a testimonial, which I've given a lot of, mm -hmm. where I've ever felt the give. It's always been ask, 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 except really when either you or your wife, Barb, have mm -hmm. done the question asking. Yeah. Then it felt like a private conversation between two people who really care about each other. Perfect. Yep. And then the camera catches that. Yeah. Because now they're focused on you because you're paying attention to them and they're not worried about the camera and all that baggage is put down to the side. And then it just lets it go. So if somebody is saying, you know how when you talk to somebody and they crack a little bit, their voice cracks, mm -hmm. you see their eyes get a little yeah, you can tell. red, white. And you're like, instead of letting them suffer, you say, tell me about why are you feeling that way? Why are you feeling that way? You'll be surprised at the answers you get. But the other part of that was, I asked an open-ended question. I didn't say, you're crying, right? And they go, they're going to say yes or no. Yeah. I'm saying, tell me about that. What brought that up? What, what brought that up? Well, you know, when I was 15, I never felt comfortable in my clothes. And now that I'm a mom, I'm, I'm like, I, I don't want to feel like that. I know what it feels like. And then I'd go, well, when I was 15... You know, I was 170 pounds. I was 70 pounds overweight when I was 17. So they're like, you were really? Yeah. And they're like, oh, you can, you get me. Yeah. That just happened to be a case for me. But sure. open-ended questions, slow down the cadence, give something back at the end or during the exchange, give something back and just be polite from the very get-go. Thank yeah. you very much. And at the end, 
you thank them, and then you follow up with an email and you thank them again. Wow. You yeah. thank them again. Because thank them for helping you, but also thank them for sharing that. And I always try to let somebody know at the end of a, an interview, Shuling, and I don't care what it is. I don't care if they're doing something major transformational or whatever. I always say, you know, you're going to touch somebody. Mm-hmm. You're going to touch somebody. So I want, you to, I, I, I want you to know that someone's life or you're going to touch someone's life some way, somehow. So I just I want you to feel good about that. Mm-hmm. You need to feel good about that because people need to hear what you have to say. People never realize that other people want to hear what they have to say. Yeah. Their stories are the ones that yeah. people remember. Like when people would say, I bought Turbo Jam. I was laying in a hospital bed. And the show came on, and I'll never remember the girl that told the story about being overweight all of her life. It, they don't remember like me talking about nope. the program. They remember seeing themselves right. in someone in that show, which is another important thing that I yeah. learned from you is the importance of showing a variety of people so yes. that the someone can say, that's who I relate to. Right. That's my story. Right. That could be my success. Right. That could be my success. Or that was the problem I was having. Or this is, or I want to do it. They have a, yeah, exactly. You want, yeah. to, you want to create, in a good testimonial, you want to create the action that somebody says, I can do that. I can do that. You want to give, get, everybody has that gene in them where like, I really, I want to accomplish something and this is the way to get there. So you're going to get that out of somebody. If you can get that person to think I can do that, that's half the battle. Because if you can get them to believe I can do that, cost is not an issue. Yeah, this is so true. Well, Ken, this has been incredibly important, really useful stuff. You break down the process in great detail. People can pick up your book by going to Ken Carey dot com. Mm-hmm. And what I love about the book is that you, you literally lay out the exact 12 step formula. Mm-hmm. It's a formula. Mm-hmm. It's been proven. You've done over how many over 600 yeah. TV spots, TV campaigns, campaigns, yeah, 600 different campaigns with any brand I would name people are familiar <laughs> with it. Yeah. And that's what I love about proven strategies. It's like once you have a formula and it's been tested and tested and tested and you know this works which is Mm -hmm. the title of your book then you just you plug in your own brand into that formula yeah but you really do break down which i love in the right order yeah because if you miss those first steps yeah then once you you know hit hit step six it's just not going to work right and i could say somebody picked up the book and that would be awesome but the point of it is you may not need all 12. Hmm. You may need just a few little things here and there. You may grow into all 12, mm. but, but maybe you're doing a Facebook ad and, and you're marketing on Instagram and stories and there's things that you can use out of this book to help you do that. I mean, how many times do we say, we look at our phone, does anybody ever do this? We're, here we are on a podcast. No one can see what we're doing. But I'm <laughs> you're, slowly you're sli- yeah, you're scrolling. scrolling. Uh-huh. Uh, nobody does that. They flip through it like that. So yeah. you have that long to get someone's attention. Yeah. Okay. I love what you're doing because you're just right there. Your face is right there. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to see what this gal has to say. But 
you got to hook somebody into what you're doing. You got to stop them. Yep. Because if you don't have their attention, it doesn't matter what you're selling. Yeah. So attention is the first and most important thing. So once I have your attention, don't lollygag around. Because you've done your research, you know what your customer's problems are. Get right to it. Do you, are you, is your problem that you are so confused by putting together websites and takes you all this time? Well, I have the solution for you. Mm. Get that done in the first six, seven seconds. If, you're, mm. if it's social. Yep. And TV too. But yeah. So get their attention. Get right to the problem. It's everything. It's TV. It's social. It's everything. email. It's, it's your kids. It's right. your dog. <laughs> That's so true. It's everything. <laughs> and get that out of the way and say, I can solve your problem with this. But don't tell them everything at that point. Just say, you can solve my problem? How? That's where you get into your unique selling proposition. Okay. This is how I'm going to solve your problem that's different than you've ever heard because of this. Yeah. And then I tell you that, what that is. It makes sense. The ultimate is to be able to demonstrate that. Mm. Can you demonstrate what you do like I'm going to demonstrate the Elite 11. I'm going to show you what it looks like. Just demonstrate it. Oh, okay. People do need to see it. They need to see it. You can't. They need the steps. They want it and simplified. And they want to be led. They want want to be led. They want to know what it is. What is it that you have, Shalene? Mm -hmm. Oh, okay. I do this. I do that. So you tell them your unique selling proposition. And then instead of you saying how amazing that is, that's where you put in a testimonial and say, somebody says, oh. You know, that Elite 11 was amazing because I did this. I was that validation. The testimony is really validation Mm. of what you're selling or what you're talking about. So you put in that testimony that validates it. And then authority is, let's say, and again, this isn't something you have to have, but it's a third party that hasn't done your product or service, but looks at it and says, that's amazing. Mm. I'm a doctor and... I know how important it is to be in good physical shape, but I also know how important it is not to put wear and tear on your joints. What Shalene has designed with her Elite 11 burns the calories, but as a doctor, I love it because the wear and tear on my joints aren't happening. Does this authority need to, or is it most powerful when it comes from a third party? Pretty much. Okay, good to know. Pretty I much. I thought about that. Third party. So, okay. cause, cause, and you detail that in the book? Yep. Okay. Because, you know... There's no filter there. People understand, you know, they're like, oh, I just paid this person. But that's right. Yeah. Of course, this person's going to say their program's great. And and of course, they're, you know, testament. But when a third party, that's true. That's really powerful. Right. And then once you have that little process, they're like, okay, so what's holding you back? So now you're, is it price? Is it time? Is it whatever? You know, try to figure out what was holding them back and then take away every barrier. That could be holding them back. It's usually price. Mm. Okay. And that's where I learned from you that beautiful word freemium. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to let you have this great price. And I'm going to give you this, this, and this. So now I've just made it so simple to try this. And then you're going to give them a money back guarantee. Yeah. And then you may even throw a little Facebook group to say, let's converse because I care. Mm -hmm. Right. And... Now you've turned someone who's a prospect and you've turned them to believe in what you're saying and they purchase it and now they're a customer. Yeah. Now the work starts. Yeah. Yeah. Keeping that customer. That's right. (laughs) Right? Now the work starts. So that's a very truncated version of it all. But those strategies, those techniques, those tactics 
we've been using extremely successfully for a yeah. long time and they work. This works. works. And the beautiful thing is it's transcending into how we live our life. Because if you think about what is our journey every day, depends on what you do, what your life, you've got kids or this. So you wake up in the morning, you flip through your Facebook, you're looking at this before you get to the kids off to school. Okay, the kids are in school. You might put the TV on a little bit, see what's going on in the weather. And then you get in the car and you get in the carpool and your kids are getting up and you're in the carpool and you're on Facebook again. You go to yeah. the office, yeah. right? You're seeing some Instagram on your break and Facebook and you come home and your husband, you talk and you're watching a little TV or are you doing this or you are on drive time radio. How many touch points did we just go through? Mm, a lot. We did social. We did. You Radio, maybe got on. TV. You maybe got on Google and said, you know, seven best lunches for kids on Friday, right? Sure. Right. So Google already knows that I was on Facebook and I saw this, or yeah. they've ta- retargeted me. So my point to that is, every single one of those platforms, you have to tell your story. You have to tell your story. And you have to be consistent. So you got to be consistent. Try not to fragment, oh, I said this here and I said that Mm. there. Try to be consistent. Mm. And it depends on a lot of things. For a big brand, it's really, really important. For a solopreneur, it's really important because you're being consistent. You have a simple message and you're you're not confusing people because confusion leads to non-action. Yes. Confuse, you lose. Yeah. That's great. Ken, thank you so much. I feel for, like I've been rambling, but no, I hope thank it was you helpful. so much for just sharing your wisdom and this formula. And I want to encourage people to visit KenCarry.com. That's where you can pick up his book, This Works Marketing. Save yourself, you know, a hundred thousand dollar consultation. <laughs> like get the exact formula that the big brands come to script to screen and work with Ken Carey and his team to help them literally generate billions in sales the formula is yours you plug in your specifics and hit them up on instagram you are at ken p carry ken p carry p carry oh k p carry k p carry okay k p carry k e r r y on instagram send them a message and let them know you heard this episode of build your tribe it is our objective here to be brief to be bright to make it fun and then be done we're done we're done we're done that wasn't very brief awesome that was awesome thank you hey there i'm miller duray with team johnson i wanted to share with you 11 ways to grow beyond 10,000 instagram followers and monetize your page just go to shaleenjohnson.com forward slash ig hacks or by clicking the link below this episode Shalene is going to share with you tested and proven tips you can start using today to monetize your account and grow your business with Instagram. If you find these tips helpful, then you definitely want to become a member of the Marketing Impact Academy. Not only will you learn cutting-edge, up-to-date social media growth tactics for Instagram and other social media platforms, but you'll also get the exact steps you need to take to build your brand and a solid business foundation 
to create multiple streams of passive income and grow your business faster than you ever thought possible with, by the way, Lifetime Access, the only business growth and marketing course you'll ever need. Stop hustling on social media, okay? And get serious about your business growth. And now I'm excited for you to hear what just some of our students have to say about Marketing Impact Academy. I'm a student of Shalene. She taught me how to make millions of dollars. I am being paid six figures a year. I went from about $50,000 a year to over $200,000. What Marketing Impact Academy has done for me, and that was to manage my time and to streamline my business. It's a step-by-step process, and if you follow the steps, you get a return on your investment. That is my absolute favorite part about the Marketing Impact Academy. But also, I've applied her principles in marketing to other industries, including venture capital, products, all kinds of bizarre products. Just in the last few weeks, we closed up a Kickstarter using her principles and we raised over $400,000. Whether you're a busy mom or just a busy person trying to juggle life and your business, I highly recommend trying Marketing Impact Academy. You've got to learn how to market your business and you've got to learn how to market your business the way that we are today. I really want to recommend Marketing Impact Academy because it completely changed my life 